Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Food that's good for the environment, good for the people who eat it, and good for the people who grow it. They pick it so it's beautiful when it comes to market, and you get to enjoy that. Local businesses is the, the first place that we can directly support somebody. You've got to believe in what you do, and if you stick to that, then you're getting there anyway. Hello there, welcome to another Quicksand Food Podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Postuma. Today I speak with Chris Bridger from Marlbrook Organics in Albion Park. Marlbrook Organics is one of the Illawarra's only certified organic farms. And Chris is sort of really realistic about what it means to be certified organic and some of the challenges that organic producers face, and also some of the challenges that non-organic chemical-free producers face. They grow a fantastic range of produce on the floodplains of Albion Park and set up shop every Wednesday Arvo at the Kayama Farmers Markets. I really enjoyed talking to Chris, so I hope that you enjoy this chat with Chris Bridger from Marbrook Organics in Albion Park. We've been here for four years now. Uh, Basically, this has been a certified organic establishment for the last 10 years. Uh, an opportunity came up to buy the business, which was extremely run down. Mm-hmm. We saw a business opportunity and uh, we purchased the business. Um, we called it Marbrook Organics because Marbrook in Arabic means good luck mm-hmm. or congratulations. And um, we've got a bit of Arabic blood in us, so we thought it'd be nice. Um, So since the beginning that we've been here, uh, we've basically transformed the place. The polytunnels were always on the premises and uh, we've just expanded the infrastructure, the paddocks, the growing regime and we're certified organic. So basically what that means is that we aren't allowed to have any synthetic chemicals or insecticides or pesticides. Mm -hmm. So most of our practice therefore is um, totally organic. Um, We do green manure based crops for fertilizing our um, paddocks and also Mm -hmm. our igloos. When we have a pest problem, we try and deal with it on a, a cultural basis, which means that we remove the habitat for the pest we uh, open up the, uh, the igloos or the paddocks to allow more airflow and sunshine. So it's a balance between um, what does work and what doesn't work. Mm. Um, 
sometimes we've suffered a lot of losses because uh, the problem has been quite substantial and we can't do anything about it. So being very pragmatic, what we do is that, uh, and we've learned this over time uh, as a farmer, uh, you just plough things back in and you start again mm-hmm. instead of trying to combat the problem. Yep. Um, we get audited once a year um, and by our certifier who's Ausqual and uh, they take soil samples, plant samples, just to check that, you know, we're doing the right thing. So we pay quite a substantial amount of money mm-hmm. to be certified and um, with that certification of course gives a guarantee to the public that we're totally organic and therefore they do pay a premium price for that produce. Mm. Um, it works for some people, it doesn't work for others. Um, it's one of those things which we find these days is slowly growing. People have an appreciation for something that's fresh and I think as you and I were talking earlier uh, when we pick on the day and sell on the day uh, you can't get any better than that and we get a lot of feedback from people that will say to us I've still got that broccoli sitting in the fridge that I bought last week and it's still fresh as anything mm. so the reality is it's not so much uh, commercial versus organic Um, Organic is about, yes, we don't use any pesticides or chemicals. There's nothing wrong with commercial vegetables, but you've got to appreciate the fact for them to grow the volume that they grow, which is hundreds and hundreds of hectares, um, you know, they have their, for a better word, the integrated pest management where spraying is part of the regime. Mm. For us being organic, spraying is not part of the regime. Okay, we deal with uh, our problems culturally or we try and grow things in the right period of time, Mm -hmm. basically. Um, We're open seven days a week. Uh, The plants don't go to sleep and take holidays. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's a full on business. Um, Being a farmer uh, is very satisfying, Mm -hmm. but also it's got its problems I'm sure, yeah. you know we're dictated by the seasons we're dictated by the weather and we're dictated by natural disasters mm. and those natural disasters don't necessarily have to be like floods or heat waves they can just be ideal conditions for um, the cabbage white moth which can decimate our crops Mm -hmm. because uh, you know there's moisture in the ground there's sunshine it's warm so in those sense those disasters are problematic for us Mm. Um, we've got six polytunnels here which means we can grow things out of season or we can extend the growing season so we like to feel that we've got tomatoes and Lebanese cucumbers all year round um, it doesn't work like that because uh, you're working in an environment which we're trying to control and with that comes a lot of added difficulties to put it bluntly Um, those igloos can get up to 47 48 degrees celsius in the middle of summer and when you think that you've got uh, a plant in there um, 
yeah, it doesn't suit it at mm. all, you know. <laughs> so that's my brook. Um, our market is basically Sydney because we are uh, a business. Yep. Um, and our produce goes up to the wholesalers, the organic wholesalers. Um, we do a couple of markets down here in the Illawarra area ourselves, which is the Kaima Farmers Markets. And recently we've opened up here on a Monday for an open gate market. Um, and how's the response to that one? Fantastic. Yeah? Yeah, really brilliant. I think it's the experience of people coming to the farm itself, yeah. recognising where the produce comes from, what it looks like and how we do it. And um, we get a lot of really positive buzz about... Sure. how lovely it was and how fresh it is and um, and even just the guys that work here you know sort of their their general persona you know they're, they're happy mm. uh, it's a nice environment um, mind you we haven't had one wet Monday yet so <laughs> that sort of that can sway in that sense, you know. How, how did you, how did you first when you first started the the farm gate on Monday? How did you get the get the message out? Was it just through your interactions with customers at, at Kayama and then through Facebook and stuff like that? It's interesting um, uh, media these days. So Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Um, we put a few postings on and literally within twenty four hours we had thousands and thousands of likes. Um, so it's that interaction between people who know Marbrook Organics, people who are interested in organic produce, people who are looking to buy organic produce within a certain area, and in this case the Illawarra mm -hmm. or the South Coast or Wollongong, and people just have to... Um, you know, do a bit of a search and bang-o, oh, suddenly there it is. It seems like there's a really sort of one thing that may not have been projected with the whole social media thing is that it's provided businesses like yours and other small local businesses a platform to publicly interact with their clientele rather than just seeing them on the day at a market or previously maybe having a shop front in which you've got a, a representative there talking to people. You can now talk to people any day of the week, any time at night when someone asks a question on Facebook that people are interested in, you can respond, yeah, yeah. you can talk about the markets, you can say this is what we'll have fresh on the, on the tables this week. Absolutely. It's, a, it's, a, it's an awesome opportunity and I think maybe with the... There seems to be a surge of people looking for not just organic produce but, but connecting to where it comes from, like you say, being able to visit a farm or talk to the farmer themselves. Yeah, I think people are getting more conscious of the fact of... Um, you know, where does it come from? How far has it had to travel? Uh, if it's come from South Australia, well, you know, it's already four or five days old. Um, these type of things, there's a, a slight groundswell of people who are generally interested, you know, and it's not the organic per se, because, you know, I mean, I've been on this planet for 50 odd years and you know, uh, I haven't been organic all my life and I'm pretty healthy and fit. Um, it's just a trend of um, people being aware of what they're eating, where's it come from, 
how has it been grown and it gives them that satisfaction of knowing that and that's where um, for us the farm gate visit you know it's amazing because we get complacent we've been here for four years I mean it's a stunning view out there of mm. the escarpment and uh, you know as mentioned we're right next to suburbia but you wouldn't have a clue mm. um, you know they're blown away um, they go wow I'd love to work here mm. <laughs> and I go come anytime pick some silver beet or yeah. whatever um, the thing about organics which uh, you know because I haven't been an organic person all my life yeah. but the last four or five years have been all about being an organic grower appreciating what organic means and also appreciating what uh, certified means and you meet a lot of like-minded people who are even 10 times more passionate yep. and it's that sort of introduction into a brand new lifestyle that uh, opens so many doors and windows that you appreciate the fact of uh, you know what these people are trying to source and being my brook organics we are able to supply that to them mm. um, yeah it's really really fascinating yeah. you know um I guess one question I have, like, when it comes to places like Kayama Farmers Markets or some of the other ones down the coast, you've got ones in Ulladulla and Bermagui and Maria, and, yeah. and and it's really starting to sort of take off. But there's all different levels of businesses at these places. So there's uh, some that, you know, a, a smaller percentage of what they do, like yourself, is is that market trade. And then there's some businesses that all they do is that market trade. Yes. They, they're, they're just a market garden. Yes. And they don't have the scale to be able to be certified organic, yet m the majority of their practices are organic. Yes. Um, and as you say, people are looking for that organic label so they can be, you know, they know they know that it's got the stamp mm. of approval, that that's it. Mm. And not always just a farmer or a grower at the market saying, we don't use any pesticides or anything mm. uh, like we're, you know, in inverted commas, organic, but we're just not certif certified. Yes. Do you think that, is there any way that these smaller growers, as the farmer's market system starts to, you know, evolve and grow, is there any way that these people can get some sort of get a, in. A seal of approval that, yeah. that means that people can be confident that they're buying sort of best practice organics? Look, it's a really good question. And... I suppose the best way for me to answer is this, is that you have certified organic, which um, costs a lot of money. Yeah. And you've got to go through a phenomenal amount of hoops and ticks to get there. You've got the smaller market garden who is, for a better word, biodynamic. Mm -hmm. Okay? And basically, you rely on the trust of that person to say I don't use any insecticides or pesticides now like anything in life there's unscrupulous people out there mm. that will just fudge a bit here or fudge a bit there the thing about the certification is that as you know you buy an organic banana versus a commercial banana and at the moment um, we do a few boxes, veggie boxes, so we buy some bananas in from the wholesalers, the organic. For a commercial banana, uh, one banana will cost you basically about 86 cents. 
for an organic banana, you're probably paying close to $2 yep. a banana. Now, is there a big difference? I mean, it's got a nice peel on it. Uh, you've got the, the fruit inside. The thing is, bananas are nuked like you wouldn't believe it, you know. So the question is, you know, how do the certified organic farmers justify selling their produce, produce for nearly three times the amount? They've got certification. So if you've got a backyard garden where, you know, they don't use chemicals and um, they can't be audited, it's very hard to sort of have an organisation to say, yes, we believe you, we don't have to audit you, we don't have to inspect your premises. Mm. I can't see it happening. Mm. And that's the problem at the moment. Now, one day, I think what will happen is that organic produce will actually get a little bit cheaper because, you know, what's going to happen is that the realisation is, um, you know, at the moment you know, we've got some sugar snaps in the cool room, okay? Now, they at the moment are worth $12, $13 a kilo, okay? They'll go up to Sydney, someone will buy them from the wholesalers and they'll put 100% on it. Mm -hmm. So those sugar snaps will turn out to be $26 a kilo, mm -hmm. okay, in a retail shop. Now, there's no way in the world we can sell our sugar snaps at Coma Farmers Markets for $26 a kilo. Mm. We would sell maybe 1%. So the realisation is, is that we have to blend in within the dynamics of Kayama mm. and uh, the people that come to the markets. So, you know, we sell our sugar snaps for $16 a kilo. Now, the thing is, is, well where are we making our money here we are practically selling a little bit over you know the wholesale price where other places are selling for nearly twice that amount the thing is is that it's all about demand and supply we could be extremely greedy and say we're the only certified organic this is what we're selling it for we'd get nowhere mm. so it's a it's a compromise between the grower and the buyer mm. so in that sense um, organic produce I see personally as being brought down uh, a couple of pegs yep. you know um, you know in a farmer's market you build up a clientele 90% of our business are repeat customers yeah okay they'll come in sunshine rain or wind that's just the way they are now with those clientele you build up uh, a relationship with them mm. Not individual, but, you know, as a mass. And, you know, we pick a head of broccoli out of the paddock. Uh, we're asking $10 a kilo for it. Uh, we've put a lot of hard labor into that and sweat and tears and also care. You can go to Woolworths and buy broccoli for $9.50 a kilo. That's commercial. So someone will say, well, whoa, aren't you supposed to be selling for $20 a kilo? who's going to buy it at $20 a kilo. Mm. So in that sense, that's where the price will come down. It'll be at the discretion of the grower. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a, a huge swell about these farmer's markets. You know, uh, people don't want to go to particularly a supermarket. They don't have that experience um, at a farmer's market, and they're popping up everywhere, as we've mentioned. Mm. 
um, you know, people establish rapport with um, their grower um, and it's quite diverse and it's a day out. It gets people out. Mm. Um, it's a great community thing. You it know, is. You can meet your friends down there. I mean, Very. as as stall holders, you guys all have relationships with each other. Yep. and yep. And then, yeah, the community gets involved as well. It's the community. And I think, you know, the more that we swing towards that type of um, buying and interaction, it makes a lot of people a lot better in themselves. Um, You know, I mean, I've got quite a few elderly clients and they just hang out for Wednesday. Yeah. (laughs) You know, because they see the produce, they're interacting with me. And that's only me as one storeholder. And, you know, there's 20, 30, 40 other storeholders. So God only knows what type of relationship they've got with those other people, you know. I think one of the one of the promising things that I hear from a few growers is that it seems to also there seems to be a younger generation of people who are demanding local and organic produce or well-grown produce for well-grown. their young young families and yeah. and you know pregnant mothers and, yeah. and and things like that which is promising not just because it's younger people paying attention it's also that that knowledge and enthusiasm get is mm. going to get passed mm. on to this next generation as well. Look, we're in an era, unfortunately, where you know the corner stalls are gone because yep. they've been they, they couldn't survive because of the larger commercial supermarkets, and that's progress. That's the way it is. But now you know you're getting that slight little undercurrent of well, hey, you know, if I go to the supermarket, I don't know how old this stuff is. It's not going to last me a week. I know that. And we throw so much out uh, each week from our fridge, from our pantries, that, you know, there is that, those younger people coming through and saying, you know what, this is a lot better for me to buy like this. Now, will it take over from the supermarkets? No, because the supermarkets are convenient for, uh, for a lot of different reasons. But could we educate the supermarkets? Yes, that'd mm. be awesome. Well, also, if you, if you can provide a bit of competition, like if, if, if something happens that, you know, this, this trend continues to grow and it means that supermarkets see a decrease in people buying their carrots yes. that are a dollar a bag and, yes. and stuff and going for the organic stuff or, yep. or whatever, things can slowly start to change. They can change. Yeah. They can change. And with the amount of markets that are popping up, uh, you know, look, in Kaima area alone, we've got markets... Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Up here at Shell Harbour, we've got Saturday, Thursday. I mean, that's just within yeah. a radius of 20 kilometres. Yep. And then you've got Wollongong, you know, and then you've got uh, Bulleye and, then, and so on and so on. And um, look, it's an opportunity for uh, storeholders to make a bit of money, uh, for them to sell their wares. And, you know... Apart from uh, fresh produce, I mean, there's bread, there's cheeses, there's sweets, there's hot food, there's Mm. everything, you know. So it's quite unique, you know. And for my Brook Organics, uh, you know, we're indebted to our customers because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for our customers. Mm. You know, they're the ones that are buying our produce. Uh, And this is why, you know, we do want to establish a, a deeper relationship and this is why we've got the open day for us on mm. Mondays people come out and have that hand experience mm. 
and they're always saying to us, you know, where are you growing? We go Albion Park, and mm. to them, <laughs> Albion Park is a suburb. Yeah, they've got no concept. The train station. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and we try and show them a banner that we've got, but it doesn't prove justice. Yeah, no, it's an amazing spot. Um, do you over, like? I mean, you've been organic here for four years. Have you? From when you started, say that first year to this year, and mm. obviously there's a manifestation of that in not just the markets, but also having this farm gate. Have you noticed the sort of an upswell of interest in local food in the Illawarra? Absolutely, and growers as well. Like I, I, I every every day I, I get a call about a different grower or a yeah. veggie box system here or a poultry yeah. person there, and yeah. yeah, it just seems to be in a promising sort of place. Look, once you're in the uh, the groove or in the know, it's surprising how many people are out there which are growing local produce. And even though it may not be available to the uh, general public, uh, there's a lot of stuff there where people are, have started little businesses and they're making uh, jams or chutney or sauerkraut or doesn't matter what it is mm. that are getting um, sold to retail outlets mm. now a lot of people don't are not aware of that because you know they're not uh, sort of um, you know within the dynamics of being a grower or being part of um, uh, resourcing food fresh food or uh, you know um, buying second-hand food you know to grow uh, to cook sorry you know for disadvantaged people or mm -hmm. for schools or things like that there's a lot lot happening and um, you know, the council, uh, especially Kaima, are very interactive um, with sort of uh, having sustainable uh, work practices in uh, doing workshops, you know, Ooh, that yeah. entice people. Um, Kaima at the moment is plastic free. I mean, yeah. we, the markets are, I should uh, clarify that. And then the other day I, I saw a blog where Woolworths this time next year are going plastic free mm. uh, Australia wide. So, you know, there is a, a, a trend, there is an undercurrent, there is a swell for locally grown produce. Yeah. And that can be cooked produce as well, you know. Yeah. And I think that one thing that's important to remember, and I've been doing this sort of work for a little while, talking to growers, talking to chefs and people involved in food culture, it takes a while for things to change. Like yes. the agricultural, sort of industrialised agriculture didn't happen overnight. And we didn't get to a point where we were in, say, the 80s where mm. no one gave a crap about the local grower. It was all about mass production and convenience. Yes. And now it's starting to sort of turn the other way. But it seems to be... It, it, ha it hasn't been long and there's still a long way to go. So Extremely long. And, Stefan, I will tell you that I've had the, uh, the opportunity to travel out west and have a look at some of these commercial veggie farms. Um, you know, as far as the eye can see, is just a green row of lettuce yeah. or a green row of cabbages. I mean, you know, Australia is growing. Uh, people need to eat. Um, it's only going to get bigger and bigger, but hopefully we can swing more towards, mm. you know, that fresher produce. Yep. Lots of promising signs already, yeah. I reckon. All right, got to leave it there. 
Thanks for joining me for another Quicksand Food podcast. Hope you enjoyed my chat with Chris Bridger from Marbrook Organics. If you want to find out a bit more about what they do, you can catch them online. You can find them on Facebook at Marbrook Organics. You can find them on Facebook at Marbrook Organics. If you want to find out more about us, you can find our website, quicksandfood.com, or you can catch us on Facebook and Instagram at quicksandfood. Get out there and get the book. The Illawarra Cookbook is available on our website and at all good Illawarra retailers. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Quicksand Food Podcast, and we'll catch you again with the next one. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.